Capri. Joining us now is Pete Weatherburn, Pete the Vet from Brave Vet. Hi, Pete. Good morning, Declan. Good morning. Happy New Year, as they say. Same to you, same to you. And off we go with the challenges of, of the new year. Um, as regards pets, to, today we're going to talk about uh, uh, a problem as pets are getting older, maybe dementia or something like that, uh, but also, you know, the normal illnesses of ageing, I suppose, uh, uh, hearing loss and uh, maybe uh, blindness or whatever, we could touch on those. Uh, but, you know, at what age really um, do you begin to notice that uh, your beloved pet showing signs of uh, diminished uh, capabilities? Well, it happens really at any time from 10 years onwards, I think. Um, And it's interesting, smaller pets tend to age more slowly. So if you have a large breed dog, for example, like a a Wolfhound or a St. Bernard or, or one of those breeds, you'll find that by seven or eight years of age, they're aging, whereas if you've got a little terrier, um, you'll find that it, 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 it won't be till they're a bit older, like 12 to 13 years. So there's a bit of a variation there. But generally, that's the, the, the rule of thumb. Um, and it, it's something which is very difficult for owners because, you you know, pets do age more quickly than ourselves. And what that means is that we we have an, almost like an expectation, an emotional expectation that they're, that the that, 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 when they're young, we're young, and as they go older, we'll go older, but it happens at the same time, but it doesn't. They get older much, much more quickly than us, so that's quite difficult. And especially for young people, I think the aging and loss of a, of a pet is often their first experience of, of grief, uh, and it's, it's, it's a challenging part of life. Mm. Um, so let's deal with, say, dementia and uh, mm. the first signs. Uh, how would you know? Well, the first sign generally is that dogs, especially, and also cats, they, they, they just change. They, they, they develop um, a sort of... Um, uh, their personality moves on a little bit. Um, it can present as a little bit of deafness sometimes. They're just not responding to you as normally. And things happen like they get lost in familiar places. They might wake up in the early hours compared to normal. They might wake up at five or six in the morning. And often they vocalise much more than usual. And barking dogs and meowing cats, you notice that happening more. And there's other things too, like they go to the wrong side of the door when they want to go through a door. They go to the hinge side rather than the opening side. Um, and, and they don't respond to the rooms in the normal way. You know, you might get used to your pet recognising you and, and, and responding to you cheerfully and all those things. They become a little bit less like that. So it's quite difficult. The sounds are quite subtle. Um, but it's very common. You should know that, um, like, as in humans, something like 30% of humans over the age of 85 get dementia. Um, in humans, something like 30%. Whereas in dogs, it affects 70% of dogs over the age of 15 and over 50% of cats over the age of 15. So it is very common. Yeah, and it's, it's those sort of telltale signs. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they don't recognise the door, the surroundings... So, mm. Something like that. Um, so you watch, you just, I suppose you just have to protect them. There's nothing much you can do about it. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, there are treatments that are available, but as in humans, the, the, apart from the very latest treatments in humans that aren't available for dogs and cats yet, the general treatments really, they may help marginally, but they're not going to make a massive difference. And it really is more about, um, 
suppose, accepting that you're moving towards the end of their lives and adjusting their routines and their environments so that they can cope better, especially things like um, the mobility often changes a bit at, at the same time as this. So making sure that they haven't got slippy floors, making sure that you've got mats down so they can get a better grip, um, and keeping them with regular routines so that they, there's, they, they don't cope as well with unpredictable uh, events as in the past. So keeping things as regular as possible. Mm. Uh, Derek has just been on uh, could you mention to Peter he says I have a an 11 years old Cavalier King Charles who has recently started wetting his day bed where he lays down dogs are generally never wet where, where they sleep so this is maybe is it an old age thing he's also a bit deaf and has limited sight so maybe age mm. well I, I think people should shouldn't just put everything down to age because often there are diseases of older pets that can mimic dementia and indeed signs such as you just described that may well be something that's very treatable. For example, um, diabetes. Yeah, diabetes. Is is, uh, Pete gone there? Have we lost him on the line? I'll just give him one second see if he returns. If not, we'll uh, we'll move on. So let's see. Maybe we'll uh, give him a shout back. Uh, just uh, give me a second. All right. Uh, we'll try and get Pete back on because it's an interesting topic of uh, how our beloved pets, they, they you know, change and uh, maybe we sort of get very sad about it. So uh, it'd be good to get some veterinary advice as well. Uh, what else can I uh, say to you in the meantime? Well, saying thank you has been named as the best small gesture in the workplace. Six in ten say a manager saying thank you is the number one action that goes a long way at work. Uh, the survey of 2,000 workers also found 55% say receiving a small act of kindness inspires them to return the favour, which workers will do four times a week on average, according to the Mirror. So thank you has been named as the best small gesture in the workplace, which means that I'm probably not just in the workplace either. It probably means, uh, you know, all over life as well. Um, people appreciate that if they've done something, it makes them feel better. And I think makes the giver feel better as well. Okay, let's see if we can get um, Pete back to continue our conversation. Pete? Pete, good morning. Good morning, Zachary. Good morning. Um, So, you know, there's other illnesses you were saying that could be mistaken for old age uh, just to have a look at, like diabetes. Like diabetes and indeed many others, like older male dogs, prostate problems are very common, um, uh, there's a whole long list of possibilities. So it's, if you're concerned that your older pet is changing, it's definitely worthwhile going in for a, um, a once yearly checkup with your vet just to go through um, confirming the diagnosis. Now, there isn't a specific test for dementia, um, but there are lots of ways that you can rule out other illnesses. And once you've ruled out everything else, sometimes you're left with that as the only possibility. But it is important that you rule out everything else because, um, you know, there's lots of situations that pets can be helped immensely in their later years. Uh, I know many dogs where people have written them off at the age of 12 or 13, um, and when a diagnosis has been made of something different, they've gone back to having a really good life for another two or three years. And it's important that people remember that possibility. 
And uh, just finally to deal with those ones that Derek brought up there about his pet, uh, the King Charles, you know, he's also kind of a deaf there, limited sight. Um, generally, those sort of issues at home, you don't want them crashing into the wall or whatever, you know. So, you know, what to watch out for, I suppose it's, it's obvious what they're doing, but how to look after them. Yes, and there's lots of small tips that can be given. For example, one, one, I remember one dog, an elderly dog, his, his sight was dimming and he started to bark a lot at night. And at first he thought it was dementia, but then what we did is we left a, a night light on for him and after that he stopped barking at night. And all that was happening was because of his dimming sight, when he woke up it was pitch dark and he got frightened. And once he could see something around him, he was quite happy and he settled again. So often there's small things that can make a big difference to a dog's or cat's life. Okay, I mean, there's. I've heard stories of uh, something like a, a cat falling out of a window upstairs because the window was open, but the cat didn't realise. That would be very, very uh, uh, exceptionally unusual. But yeah, I think it's important that you, whatever you do, you make sure your pet's environment is safe. And if usually it's obvious when a pet's sight is beginning to fade, um, and you should then make sure that that things are set up so they don't. They don't get into accidents like that. And often, I mean, dogs are very dogs and cats are very good at learning about their immediate environment. And you'll find that a dog that's going a bit blind, as long as the furniture's in the same place, they'll manage to navigate the house very easily. But if you suddenly put the furniture in new places, they'll start to bump into things. So, you know, you, you have to take these aspects into account when you're making changes at home. Right, very good. Mm. Very interesting. Thanks very much indeed, Pete. Mm. Good to talk to you as always. Thank you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. That's uh, Pete the Vest. That's his website, Pete Weatherburn from Brave Vet.